tired. So tired. Hey everybody, welcome to the Brett and Jeff show, uh, formerly known as Overtired, technically still Overtired, but we gave Christina the week off and we did not bring in a guest. So it's me, Brett Terpstra, here with Jeff Severns Gunsel. How's it going, Jeff? Good, gave Christina the week off. We did. We offered, we're uh, like, Up hey. here in our corner offices, our Overtired corner offices. You know, I've been noticing, maybe you need a little time off. <laughs> <laughs> it's none of my business. Just give me your gun and your badge, and you're, we're letting you go for the week. Um, we miss you, Christina. <laughs> yeah, Christina has shit to do, you know, as happens mm-hmm. on occasion. More often to her than to us. Uh, <laughs> she lives. She lives a more. She's more of a jet-setting lifestyle than than either of us currently have. Jet to City. be fair, she's a Jet fair, City woman, to quote the Queensryche song. So, hey, uh, that brings us to some uh, a mental health corner, if you will. Uh, Jeff, uh, how you doing? I'm doing good. I'm drinking black coffee because I'm on the whole 30. Stare at the wall. I know that. Uh, and stare at the wall. Yes. I, uh, I was, I was like retaining all kinds of water because of a medication and, and the, <laughs> the advice is like, higher potassium, lower sodium, like whatever else. I'm like, Oh, I used to do the whole 30 diet, like every January, just to sort of, um, help me to pull back. Cause I'm, I, I don't do moderation, uh, sure. with almost anything, but I can do like a really strict framework and, and it helps me to just sort of like reset. And it also just reminds me that I can actually, I can actually make decisions that help me. Um, and that is just like a really great thing. And so anyway, this is, I'm doing the whole 30 right now. Um, and, and that means like, I'm not having any dairy. So I'm drinking black coffee, which is fucking disgusting. What am I a cop? I, it's not, I don't like, I do not like black coffee. Man, um, I drink black own. coffee every morning. I thought, I thought I could, I could get with it, but. Instead, I just nurse like the same two cups all day long. Anyway, not that interesting just to say that that's um, helping how I feel overall and helping my mental health. I also got uh, re-up on a steroid shot in my lower back. So I'm feeling like a brand new man. I um, want to emphasize, cannot emphasize enough that steroids are not just for baseball players. Everybody should try them. Um, you can really just like change your life. And and it has for me in my back. Um, and yeah. And otherwise, I don't know, like I, the medication balance feels right right now. It's been really nice weather out. We've been able to start gardening um, and that's really exciting. So I'm feeling pretty good, Brett. How about you? I, I would like to point out and, and our listeners don't know this yet, but that mental health corner update took you three edits <laughs> which I feel is indicative of a mental health state. Like we had to, we had to, we had to do that three times for you to, and you said basically the same thing every time, but you kept stopping yourself and saying, nope, can we edit this? And, and our listeners are hearing the finished product. Our listeners are hearing your best. You're, they're hearing what Smooth you Smooth as warm milk on a banana peel. But do you do you feel like that's a sign of you being okay? <laughs> I think you know what it is. It it's it's actually just a sign of something that I'm still getting used to, which is like, how do I actually want to answer the question in the context of a podcast? Sure. Um, and it's something that I'm really learning doing this podcast. It's like it's not that I want to be dishonest, um, but I don't owe anybody my full honesty either. Um, you know what I mean? Like I, and so, but so what I'm trying to do is to be, is to pick things that are true and be as sort of descriptive as is useful about those things. Yeah. Knowing of course, just like in any social environment, there are things that I'm also not saying, or that I'm, I'm kind of, uh, there are roads that I could kind of start to go down and think in a conversation, you kind of can't do anything about it, but in a podcast, you can be like, Hey, can I try that again? And <laughs> and for me, that's actually what that's about. It's something I I 
I fret over sometimes um, as I'm getting used to being a podcaster, um, just knowing knowing that there is already just in the whatever how many episodes we've done together, um, quite a bit of information that otherwise would not have been available to anybody um, except maybe my family um, sure. and my closest friends. And now it's available to really anybody who decides for some reason or another to click on that podcast. And so I think what was going on for me was there were a couple of little paths that I started going down. I'm like, you know, no, no, I don't actually want to go down that path just yet. I talked about this a few episodes ago where it was like, you know, why did I not talk about being bipolar earlier? Um, And that I wanted to be sure that I didn't lock myself into a narrative. Um, And so those are the two things that I think about a lot being a podcaster that talks about mental health. One, you know, am I, am I doing this in such a way that I'm locking myself, just myself as my own audience into a narrative? And, and two, um, am I, am I sharing something that actually I'd rather just kind of keep over here? Um, And, and then, uh, so anyway, that's me. Yeah. Okay. The, all this, all of this makes sense. I will tell you that I have learned from 20 years of being a fairly public figure that especially when it comes to podcasts, when it comes to recorded audio, yes, when you say something and put it out on the internet, it is permanent, but it's also not showing up in Google searches. Mm. And only people who care enough to dig in will learn the things that you share. And by and large, I have gotten more, I have made more friends from being just brutally open about my entire life. I have made more friends that way than I have made enemies. And, and I, I just, I'm not, I, I'm not here to tell you how to present yourself on a podcast. I'm just saying that for me, like I can't help, but I just tell people shit. You talk to me at a party, I will tell you all kinds of stuff that you didn't ask for. And uh, and and uh, as far as public internet availability goes, that's only bitten me a couple times. You can get away with a lot of shit. Yeah, I I guess, but that's different in a way, right? Because like for me, it's not about um, it's not about like oh, I said that thing, but thankfully no one will find it because of the format at all, <laughs> right? Um, it's really, it's really just more. So, like, um, when you say something into a, a microphone that goes out to an audience, you like send a little piece of yourself out into the world, yeah. right? And that little piece of yourself that you sent out into the world, you like dressed it up yourself like a paper doll. You dressed it up how you wanted to dress it up, right? You gave it eyes, you made it mad or sad or happy or whatever. You sent it out. Like that is for me the way I feel about that stuff. Is like I feel that that piece is is out there. I feel that that piece uh, of me is out there roaming around. Like I'm generally conscious you, of the fact. You remember yeah. that you said it and put it out there. Exactly. Exactly. I don't. That's different and, for me. Yeah. So I'm, I mean, I remember everything that I have shared so far in these podcasts. I also feel that way. I mean, it, it's a, it's a cousin of a thing that happens to me in social situations, which is like, and not, not as bad anymore, thanks to therapy, but like I used to leave like a dinner party and, and just start analyzing everything I said. Like, what did I say? Did I take up too much space? Was I, was I too rough about this? Did I really consider that maybe this person had an experience that, that you know, like I would just like obsessively uh, review the tapes. Um, yeah. And, and that's like a cousin of this thing, but it's not as neurotic, right? <laughs> so how was your memory? Like, do you consider yourself to have a good memory? My memory is terrible, weirdly, but... Yeah, I, no, me too. Like, yeah. and I don't remember half the shit I've said, even on this podcast, let alone elsewhere on the internet. If it weren't for the searchability of my blog, I wouldn't... The fact is, I write about things I learn on my blog so that I can find them on Google later when mm-hmm. I've forgotten how to do them. Like, I don't remember coming home from a party, like my partner or whoever I'm traveling with can say, 
why did you say this to this person? And I will have already forgotten that the conversation happened. Mm. So what you're describing right now sounds like a, a, a memory that I could only aspire to. Uh, yeah, except you know how people sometimes say like, like for me, um, I, I remember the things that I, I like <laughs> the way I can remember certain things. I wish I could apply elsewhere. So like <laughs> the extent to which I remember details and dates from, from the first, uh, the first full book I read on my own, uh, <laughs> which was hammer the gods, the very falsified biography of Led Zeppelin, like the extent to which I can remember dates and, and, and details from that book, including of course, the notorious ones, but like can't remember, uh, certain really important things about like a research paper I read last week is like super, super frustrating <laughs> yeah yeah but i get that memory is for adhd people especially yeah memory is a tough thing but and i want to ask you about your mental health but i wanted to say there's something you brought up that uh, that my wife and i were talking about the other day which is like the one thing about the podcast medium it's you know we're probably not too far I would imagine from like decent enough AI that transcripts are just generated and searchable of all these podcasts. Right. And so all this yeah. stuff that you were like, yeah, nobody see all of a sudden I was like, Jesus Christ. Now when people search my name, all they see is like my bullshitting about this or this, <laughs> this, I, I feel like the whole kind of John Roderick bean dad phenomenon or not phenomenon, but like the incident, the, the, the like very like, um, well, it is what it is. Uh, I feel like if that had, happened somehow on the podcast on Roderick on the line and not on Twitter, it would have likely passed by without notice, yeah. but because it was on Twitter, um, it became quite a very serious thing with very serious ramifications. And like, that is to me a little bit of a chilling, uh, a chilling distinction to, to think of that fact. Right. Sure. <laughs> and think like, well, will I get, some, <laughs> will, I, will I be in a situation one day where it's just like, wow, had I just said that on the podcast, you know, anyway. Um, duck, duck, go unfollowed me on Twitter. And I don't know what I said or did. <laughs> but the- for a long time, duck, duck, go has followed me. There's a bang terp. There's a shortcut for searching my website on DuckDuckGo. You can type exclamation point T-E-R-P and then anything you want, and it will search my website from DuckDuckGo. And they just unfollowed me. And I I, maybe my bang terp search is going to go away, too. I don't know what I did. Wow. I'm sorry. I did post that MRX.IST was available as a domain for like $16. And I posted, this would be a great way to set up a custom URL shortener that would trigger all of your conservative friends. And um, (laughs) immediately, some company from Istanbul parked it with GoDaddy. Wow. So Marxist is no longer available. Man, also... Uh, it's always good to note the decision of the hosting company. They went GoDaddy. <laughs> right? Yeah. As soon as I saw it was parked with GoDaddy, I knew it was okay, no Pick good. up the phone. Give me GoDaddy. Quick. <laughs> Daddy, it's me. So anyway, my mental health. Let's yes, talk please. about my mental yes, health. Yes, please. Oh, my God. I'm still stable. I'm still stable. I've had like a couple nights where uh, I I got... Like I couldn't sleep and I'm immediately my mind thought, oh shit, I'm having a manic episode mm-hmm. and I'm looking at, you know, five plus days without sleep and this is how it begins. And then around three or 4 a.m. I fall asleep and everything goes back to normal. And uh, overall, I, I continue to be stable as far as bipolar goes, which gives me plenty of time to think about my ADHD mm-hmm. and the fact that Vivance is not the ideal way for me to treat my ADHD, but it is the ideal companion to my bipolar disorder. Mm-hmm. And like, I have to continually, you know, how like married couples say we continually make the decision to say I do. And like, you know, we've been married for 30 years and every day we've made the decision to say I do. And for me, it's, I have been stable for four months now. And every day I have to make the decision to stay on uh, an ADHD medication that is not terribly effective for me. 
Mm. Um, but, but make that trade off and it's working out. It really is. It is. I have been going on hikes. Uh, we, Winona in you Minnesota. You have good here. hikes over there. Yeah, we, we have good hikes in Winona. Like, we have 16 miles of trail systems just down the road from me on uh, Garvin Heights. But we have been traveling over the river. We live right on the border. And we have been traveling into Wisconsin and exploring the DNR-managed land that Wisconsin has to offer. And uh, we have found this It's kind of, it, it's right off the highway. There's this little, you know, the brown sign that like before any like um, government agency yeah. park, um, there's a little brown sign. You turn off the road and there's like a road. It's not a trail. It's an actual, like you could drive a truck down it. And it's a road that goes deep into these wetlands about two miles in into uh wetlands and forest and and lake and it is just an amazing hike and we have seen trumper swans and we have seen uh goslings and geese and we've identified probably 40 different bird species and uh there's like little landings where you can step out and see like schools of catfish do catfish school all i know is it's a bunch of catfish um and it just it's it's a crazy fun nature walk and we see something new every time we do it and and it has been something we've we've been doing it in the mornings when it's very unpopulated because we take our dog with us and our dog does not get along with other dogs so the lower the likelihood that we'll run into another person with a dog, the easier our hike will be. So we go, <laughs> we go early mornings. We go at like seven, seven thirty a.m. and and we walk uh, between one and three miles of this just wetland hike, and it has been so good for me. Like my awesome. brain is just it's happy all day after after an outing like that. I get a day, even maybe two days of just like endorphin high from these nature walks. They're amazing. Brett, this is an amazing update. This is an amazing <laughs> mental mental health corner. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> I'm so happy for you. Yeah. Do you where where do you hike? Do you hike? Yeah, we well, we do hike. Um there are a few just sort of smaller parks. Uh, that have good hiking trails around here. And then there's also like an Arboretum. Hello, Chanhassen. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there's oh, the, we have, there's we have the, a listener in Chanhassen. That's right. I know. That's what I'm saying. Uh, <laughs> there's an, an incredible, the University of Minnesota has this incredible Arboretum and you can just kind of go there any month and you're going to see something different. It's blooming, whatever else. And so uh, we'll go there for hikes. Yeah. I like hikes. Although I, for the last few months, because of my back, I couldn't walk like two blocks. And so it's been amazing to just go out and, and, and do that. You got any, you got any, bog, you got any bogs on this particular? Uh, oh my God. Yeah. This like love, half love this bog is my, so, so my property, we own about three acres of land in Winona that goes from bluff. You're familiar with the like yep. side of a very small mountain, right? Yeah. We go yep. from bluff down to forest land, down to wetland including a marsh and a bog. And then if you make it through that, you get down to a creek and it's gorgeous all the way down. And our wow. project for the summer is to build it, over the years. This has gotten like trees have fallen and brushes gotten overgrown. There's even a little pond on our property and uh, with tons of like frogs and algae blooms and everything. Uh, it's gotten hard to navigate even in winter when everything's dead and frozen over, like it's still hard to get down to the Creek. So uh -huh. our project for the summer is to, to blaze a trail. Ooh. And we are, we're picking up a chainsaw next weekend or this coming oh. weekend. And we're going to be, we're going to be machetes and chainsaws and, and laying down logs and gravel and just building a trail through all of this wetland and marsh and bog 
to wow. get from our house to the creek and see everything in between. I I know this is obvious, but it bears repeating. Careful with that chainsaw. <laughs> so I, I learned, about, especially I, when I, you're I, using it for for brush clearing and stuff. We got we got some rough off. training. I learned about what's it called the kickback region of the of the chainsaw. Oh yeah, uh-huh. like if you touch a hard surface with this part of the chainsaw, it will fly back into your forehead and embed itself there. Um, no, you don't want that. No, that is a negative. That is yeah. that's considered by and large a bad thing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so I've I've done I've gotten a little training. We're going to do some safety courses. Uh, we're getting an electric chainsaw. Wait, but, whoa, 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 whoa! How far are you going? You got like a hundred foot, two hundred foot, three hundred foot extension cord? No, it's battery powered, dude. Oh, electric for me is like, uh, yeah, I get it. I'm very old. I'm very old. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. That's exciting. It plays. You know, they, they have cars that work without being plugged in now, too. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey. Um, yeah. How have your dreams been? We, we were talking before the show a little bit about, about dreams, and we both said, Let's save it for the show. Yeah. So um, let's let's talk about dreams. Yeah. So my dreams have been great, uh, thanks to a, a drug called prezosin. Um, and I had, so I am known for my terrible dreams, um, and that's been true for about twenty plus years um, since having some very specific experiences in war zones. Um, my dreams have been just horrible and and bloody and violent and 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 just gory and all the time man all the time and um about a month ago after now nah, must have been more it was after the thing in ukraine started but then also a friend of mine went over there as a journalist and and was close enough to things that you know it kind of triggered my own memories and worry and and vigilance and all that stuff and i started having dreams that were um worse than they ever had been more violent than they ever had been more gory and i did not think that was possible i mean i did not i would wake up and it was just chilling and uh and so i i mentioned to my medication manager uh and <laughs> big joel okay, and uh yeah, psychiatric nurse practitioner, um, not Big Joel. I just thought, you know, sounds like a good medication <laughs> manager. And suggested something that's used for veterans a lot, uh, apparently, around nightmares, um, this drug, Prozosin. And, and man, <laughs> from the time I started taking it, I have not had a single nightmare, which I mostly have nightmares i've not had a single nightmare and my dreams are so delightfully fucking stupid like i was gonna go to i was gonna go to a baseball game uh with friend of the show future guest danny glamour uh and i had a dream that um before the game that i was picking out a baseball cap for him and it was just a extra large baseball cap with a really huge bill that just said grand slam uh no, doesn't have a big head. And so, uh, if you could take it, you could take it up with him. But it's just like my dreams now, I remember them all. They said maybe I wouldn't remember them, but they're just so stupid and nothing happens. And it's just like, I love this dream life. So I'm, yeah. I'm dreaming, I'm dreaming nothing and I'm dreaming nothing real good. You? Well, I, I generally, by and large, uh, I, I assume mostly because of my medication, I have pretty mundane dreams that I immediately forget when I wake up and rarely have I woken up like occasionally, like I'll wake up at say 3am and I'll be in the middle of a good dream and I'll remember wanting to fall asleep again to get back to the dream. But later on, I won't remember what the dream was, but last weekend I I went to, so I use one of those seven day pill boxes with the little yeah. like flip tops and oh, you put I'm in your pills. And usually. Got one in the house purse. If I'm gonna, if I'm gonna run out of a pill within those seven days or immediately after I put the empty bottle somewhere where I, where I'll see it. 
and remember to call in the refill because my insurance won't let me call it in a week in advance. So I got to wait until it's like a day or two before oh, it runs where out. this story's going. Uh-huh. So somehow my empty bottle didn't make it to the countertop where I would usually remember to call in my meds. So I, I finish what's in the, the pill box and I go to grab one night's worth out of the pill bottle and it's empty and it's after the pharmacy is closed. And this is a pill that if you suddenly go off it, you can have seizures. Oh, uh, Jesus. And it, it takes, there's a titration period but missing a single dose can fuck up. This is, it's Lamictal. And uh, it's uh-huh. not, it's not a hardcore drug, but like suddenly stopping it can have dire consequences. So my brain freaks out a little. And yeah, I can make it through a night. Uh, but I also get these like full body. Um, I don't know if you've ever been through withdrawal. Uh Anything? Yes, not from like street drugs. Yeah, like nicotine, alcohol, heroin, I don't care. Like there's this full body, it starts with this like full body skin crawling feeling. And you get that when you miss a dose of Lamictal. So I've got that and I just have to, I just have to close my eyes and try to sleep through it because maybe it's Saturday night. No, is it's Friday or Saturday night, and I don't know if the when I call in the med, it says I can't get any till Tuesday because of the the holiday weekend. Um, so I'm I'm kind of I'm freaking out. I don't know if I'm going to be able to get any more, but I go to sleep anyway, and I manage to fall asleep. And I have a really rough night of sleep, but I have really good dreams. Ooh. I. So the dream I most remember is I owned an underground music store in Japan. Mm-hmm. I don't know where this came from. I don't know why this would be a desire of mine, but you know the uh, no one on the on the podcast can, on the podcast can see this, but you you're sitting in an orange room. I sure And am. in the dream I was in an orange like cubicle room with a swimming pool and in the middle of the swimming pool, there was a ladder that went up into the ceiling. And when you got up into the ceiling, there was me with maybe 50 rows of vinyl (laughs) records of Japanese punk, hip hop and metal. And, and I'm just sitting there and I am DJing and I am selling these records to all Japanese customers and like, I don't have like any strong attachment, nor have I ever been to Japan, but this was all in Japan with Japanese customers. And I was this white guy selling Japanese punk, hip hop and metal to exclusively Japanese customers in this record shop. You could only get through, get to through an orange room with a swimming pool and a ladder. And it stuck with me. Like hey, I can, can I get still you, can see I get it you in a my towel. Brain. You want to look around? Uh, that's wonderful. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. That's great, Brett. Uh, wait, I hold did, on. Now. I did okay, the next morning. I called the pharmacy, and the med that the computer had told me wouldn't be available till Tuesday. They're like, "Oh yeah, we got that filled. You can pick it up now." So the next day, I was before noon. I was able to take the missed dose from the night before and then get back on schedule. So everything's been fine since. That's good. That's, that's excellent. Um, and also I really, I, I really, <laughs> I'm imagining really what you just long. described. What you just described as like a, um, the backstory for a, a character that got cut from Tokyo drift. <laughs> <laughs> it honestly, if, if I had to put it into a movie, it would have been in Akira. Mm, okay, like the it. old anime classic. Yeah. It was it was definitely a record store from it was like Akira mixed with Blade Runner. <laughs> nice. All right, listen, you need to do a sponsor read. Uh oh, and shit, before yeah. you do, I just want to clear something up. You said I'm in an orange room. It's actually yeah. exotic blossom. 
I I I didn't want to say that out loud. I didn't know how you feel would feel about Which that. Which is also my street name. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Speaking of uh, blossoms, hey. You guys know how we love the break-in protection that Simply Safe Home Security gives you, but it's not always outside forces that you need Simply Safe's protection from. This is Terry's story, a Simply Safe customer. Terry was away for the weekend for her daughter's wedding. The morning of the big day, she got a call from Simply Safe's 24-7 professional monitoring center, and they let her know that her system had detected water in her basement. In moments like this, time is critical because even an inch of flooding can cause more than $25,000 in damages. Thankfully, Simply Safe had detected the water just moments after the leaking had started. After talking to Simply Safe, Terry called her neighbor, who quickly turned the water in her home off before the flooding got bad. Protecting against floods is just one of the reasons that 4 million people trust their home protection to Simply Safe. With a comprehensive, simply safe system and 24-7 professional monitoring, you can have someone always looking out for you, just like Terry. Plans cost under a dollar a day with no long-term contracts or hidden fees ever. You can customize the perfect system for your home in just a few minutes at simplysafe.com slash overtired. Go today and claim a free indoor security camera plus 20% off with interactive monitoring. Go to simplysafe.com slash overtired. That's S-I-M-P-L-I-S-A-F-E, simplysafe.com slash overtired. I'm looking at the time and I want to, I I have something in here that says Jeff has a screencast idea to pitch to Brett. I'm going to try it out. I'm going to try it out on you. I'm going to pitch this to you as a live pitch session recorded. (laughs) Screencast, (laughs) Screencast ideas. Jeff, go. A couple of years ago, I I hired Brett to come on and work on this project I I'm working on called the Lived Experience Project, and it's a largely um, research based project around um, kids' experiences in the juvenile justice system, um, with a definite sort of abolitionist bent. Um, and there's just all sorts of stuff that uh, it, that I was doing all the time that I thought, man having somebody like Brett Terpstra could really help me with this. And so I was like, Hey, Brett Terpstra, <laughs> could you really help me with this? <laughs> we started working together. We, it was a few things, right? You were, you were building the website. You built our website, discoverlexproject.com or org. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, we were doing some, we were, we were doing some initial sort of automation and workflow stuff. Um, and then we started, uh, we started working on sort of, a, a sort of suite of tools that helped uh, to process interviews and transcripts. Anyways, blah, blah, blah. So one of the things that I asked Brett to do early on, asked you to do early on, was I was like, hey, you know, we're looking at code together. Um, I have a ton of questions as we go. Can I just record um, the screen and and make a, my own little private screencast of this so that I can go back not just to what you were saying, but kind of see what we were looking at in the code. And I loved doing that. And Brett, I recently found those recordings and they're actually like little awesome podcasts with just like coding happening on the screen. Um, and, and little delightful moments would happen. Like you'd be like, well, let me just Google this. Cause I'm not sure what to do about this. And, and you'd go, Oh, that's a post I wrote uh, solving this problem. <laughs> and I just sort of talking about, I found the whole thing really delightful. And I've, I've had this thing in my head. I think I may have mentioned it to you a long, long time ago, but I want to, I want to see if you, I want to see if you'll go for it. So you're working on bunch bunch is fantastic. Um, bunch is pretty difficult to explain, which is funny it because is. it's actually quite simple um, in its execution, right? You can make it as complicated as you want, but it's like, so like wonderfully elegant, right? And so here's, here's what I want to, here's what I want to propose. I want to propose that you and I get together, throw, you know, your computer screen up on the, up on the recording and and we just we work our way through some key parts of bunch, right? And I ask you questions. And it's like almost like an interview slash screencast, right? That demonstrates what it can do, but also brings in some of the story 
of of you know like bunch has a great story i just feel like you 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 started to create it so long ago right and then all of a sudden like what is it you two years ago you started putting tons of energy into it right yeah. and ever since then it's been almost impossible to keep up like you and i would would get, have one of our kind of weekly meetings and you'd be like so you're not gonna fucking believe what i just put in a bunch <laughs> and like it's true i didn't fucking believe what you put in a bunch it's like oh my god and i just would love to create something that has some of that energy because there's so much with you and developing that app i've had i've been sort of blessed to be able to see the brett end of things and there's so many times when you're just kind of giddy about something you've added to bunch and i don't think there's any other way to reflect that (laughs) there are features in bunch that were entirely because of you oh well you would be like you'd be in a meeting you'd be like well so here's what i want to do with bunch and i would say well it can't do that and then the next week i would come back and say so now it can do that. <laughs> and these 16 other things. Yes, that and. thing you needed it to do. Yeah, that would be fun because I've done a few I've done a few talks where I've talked about bunch and I've done a few like uh presentations with screencasts um where I've broken down like basically a bunch and explained how a bunch works. But the idea of doing it as an interview of having someone actually present like, here's a problem. What's the solution and yeah. do it in real time. Yeah. That could be, that could be really compelling. Okay. Then we'll schedule that. <laughs> yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> awesome. Cause I love bunch so much. And it will be I, thoroughly edited to remove oh, yeah. out the part thoroughly where like, I Google my own stuff. Well, not well, that stuff won't get cut, but <laughs> <laughs> that's that's just amazing. <laughs> yeah. All right, all right. That's my pitch. That's my idea. Um, so I I'm realizing that I did not pick something for graptitude. Um, oh, shit, me either. But 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 I want to actually um, I want to have one more topic that might kind of lead us both to something we like. Okay. Okay. So I have this topic in here called, Hey computer, tell me what to do next with my life. Yeah. yeah. It's a little dramatic, but, um, recently, and actually by recently, I mean, for the last like three or four months, like I, I read, I look at hacker news at the end of each day. I think it's just a wonderful curation of, of links that happen. I mean, just fully fabulous. Like it's, it, it, it pretty much like, uh, scratches on my itches. Is that what I'm trying yeah. to say? Itches on my scratches. Um, and what I end up doing is uh, a lot of times it's just like, I just like throw stuff straight into um, Instapaper or straight into Pinboard, um, depending on what it is, or if it's a GitHub repo, I star it. Right. And I have been in this sort of place of recognizing that like my main project is very likely going to end at the end of this year. The thing that I've been doing for like five, six years. And, uh, and that is most of my income and most of my time. Um, the other project I'm working on has a very short timeline and I'm thinking a lot about like, what do I want to do next, but also what do I want to learn or like kind of, what do I want to do like a deep dive into? I like don't exactly have an answer. And then I realized that the answer probably lies in uh, a full review of the things that I go in Hacker News where I kind of go, oh, <laughs> I'm going to throw that into Instapaper. I'm going to throw that into, you know, Pinboard. And I'm going to star that in GitHub, right? And so I've started kind of gathering all of that stuff together and realizing how grateful I am for those three services and also how consistent they've been in my life for so long instapaper pinboard and uh and github and so i think um i'm going to i'm personally going to choose pinboard as something i'm just so incredible oh, we, we knew how much as we soon loved as you it said when- that i'm like maybe i'll pick pinboard but yeah okay <laughs> well and we knew how we do <laughs> we already knew we loved it and then for a day it disappeared right you remember right. that and yeah. the entire world was just like fuck i did not and i honestly I posted, was shocked I, I posted a tweet with the ip address of pinboard so because the dns went down yes. pinboard didn't go down the dns for it went down and you could still get to it if you added a host yes. uh, in your slash et cetera slash host file. You could add a direct IP address for Pinboard and still get to it. I posted that on Twitter. 
got a ton of like retweets and circ- even pinboard Twitter account liked it. <laughs> I still have it in my host file to this day. <laughs> well, I I love it so much for anybody that doesn't know, it's just it's a bookmarking service and it's very no frills. It's got to remember bookmark- delicious cuz it's uh, delicious yes. plus. It's delicious without design, and I actually love that. Um, It's that kind of Craigslist thing of like, wow, this is never going to change, and that's great because it's really doing the job. And so, and also, I pay for the I pay the annual fee so that you can do a full text search of any of the bookmarks that are in there, which is just to me like a kind of bananas feature. But um, but right now, what I'm using. Let's explain that further because it's twenty five bucks a year, but you can do a search that hits any text in any page you've bookmarked at any point. Like you don't have to create descriptions or tags or anything. You basically have a private Google that only searches the links that you have intentionally bookmarked. It's insanely good. Which like as a feature, I can imagine getting really excited about a web app that that was the front you know, the front facing feature. Right. Yeah. But instead it's just this kind of like little thing off to the side. Yeah. If you want to pay a little money, you can do this. Um, and so the way I'm, I'm having it tell me what to do next with my life is like, I just kind of created one, one uh, tag that will kind of hold all of the things that I'm, I'm bookmarking or have bookmarked that I want to like speak back to me. And then as I tag, uh, as I tag them all individually, it's forming its own kind of logic. And then I'm looking at that logic and going like, oh, well, clearly I would love to go deeper here, you know? So anyway, Pinboard, love, love you, Pinboard. Thanks for not going away. Yeah, um, man, I should. So are we, is this gratitude now? Oh yeah, that was my gratitude mixed in with a topic. See? Yeah. I dissolved it into a topic. I, uh. I was going to do Fantastical, mm-hmm. but I kind of, so there was an app called Spillo. Spillo, spelled? S-P-I-L-L-O. Okay. That worked with Pinboard to give you a kind of newsreader approach oh. to your pins on yeah. Pinboard. And it fell into disrepair. It still works and I still use it, but there is a newer, more modern app called Pins. Um, and I will I will link both of these. But um, Pins, it, it, like any of these apps, give you basically a three-pane view with like your left pane being your types of bookmarks, all unread, public, private, untagged, tagged, etc. And then the center column being the bookmarks that exist in any of those left column categories, and your right column being a preview of the web page. And Pinboard, as you mentioned in passing, is very undesigned. Uh, it is not an ideal way to... It is an absolutely ideal way to bookmark. Uh, the idea it delicious was, it was a Yahoo property, if I recall correctly, and it was designed by the the time it died, it was (laughs) by the, it was designed for social bookmarking. Like you bookmark things for other people to see. And when Yahoo was sunset or when Yahoo sunset delicious, uh, pinboard sprung up as anti-social bookmarking where you had to opt in to sharing your bookmarks and everything by default was private. And uh, it's still like I use it. I use it for discovery. I browse other people's public bookmarks to see what they're bookmarking. The uh, web excursions posts that come out on brettterpshire.com are all driven all driven by pinboard. I just, when I add a bookmark to pinboard, I can add a dot blog it tag and the dot makes the tag private. So it's not, uh, people don't see that tag on the, on the pin. But when I tag something with that blog it, when I get five of those collected, it puts out a post on my blog that lists 
you know, five things that I've determined need to be blogged about. And tagging is critical to the pinboard experience. Uh, pins, the more modern version of Spillo, is a great way to browse and navigate, especially if you use Pinboard as a read later kind of service. If you use it as an Instapaper replacement, uh, an app like Pins or Spillo is kind of necessary to actually review the content you've bookmarked. So my yeah, my it. my pick for the week will be Pins. I've been I've been using Pins throughout this process. Yeah. Although I also discovered an amazing little feature in Pinboard. So part of the reason I use pins is, uh, let's just say there's a problem where you might want to, I bookmark something and then I want to edit that bookmark, but I, I need to reference the actual page to edit it. Like maybe I want to copy some yeah. text that I put into the description, whatever. And and with Pinboard, I was always kind of going back and forth, but Pinboard if you're, if you're, <laughs> it has an, has a little option called organize and it actually turns your, it turns the sort of pinboard interface into a situation where there's a browser on the, on the bottom, uh, like say three fourths and the top quarter is actually just all open fields to edit your bookmarks. So you can just be looking at the page and editing it. It's awesome. It's not intuitive that it would be organized, but it's a super cool little, uh, feature that is one of the things I go to pin pins for anyway. Um, yeah. Okay. I'm going to check this out later. Cause I'm not sure what you're talking about. And that sounds really cool. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, pin pinboard is it's ugly. Let's be, let's be honest. It's, it's not a pretty website and it hasn't been updated since its inception. I have written, I have written like, uh, like plugins that stylize pinboard a little bit more and make it prettier, <laughs> but it does what it needs to do and it does it. And there's a, like it incorporated basically the entire delicious API mm. and it replicated everything the delicious API could do and then added a little more on top of it. But the, the fact is it's a bookmarking site. And it saves your bookmarks and you have always have them available to export in multiple formats and you can access them through an API that does everything you need it to do. And honestly, if Pinboard never changed, never updated and just continued to exist for the next, we'll say 10 years, I would be extremely happy and yeah. happy to pay my monthly fee for Pinboard. Yeah, it's yeah, exactly. Well said, Brett Terpstra. All right. So this is it's a pinboard week. It's a pinboard week. Pinboard week. Pinboard. Uh we got a couple minutes left here. Um, I'm gonna check our topic list real quick, but I kinda do want to tell you about my TV setup. Oh yeah, the immersive TV situation. Yeah, yeah. great. I think I've mentioned something about this before, but I have this, I got this, um, okay, so back background, I, we have a basement that it, it was Go purely, on. it was, <laughs> okay, for people in the South, the, a basement is a, a floor underneath your top floor, like your first floor. It's subterranean. All right, you with me so far? Uh, All right, so. Listeners, I got it. <laughs> <laughs> so our basement was purely storage. I cleared enough space out to put in a futon and a 65 inch television and some speakers and a subwoofer and built myself a little entertainment center down there. Um, one that is just isolated enough that I can listen to a TV show or a movie at a reasonable volume level and not disturb the rest of the house. And it was kind of a great place for me to hide. What I added to it was this. Well, at first I tried a system that was an HDMI. Uh, you put like an LED strip around the outside back of the television. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then yeah. It, it intercepted the HDMI signal and then would light up the wall behind the television based on what was on the TV screen. 
and it didn't work great. Uh, mm. I, I was not impressed with the way the colors matched. And uh, it also broke all of my, like the ability for the Apple remote to turn on the TV because there was uh, a basically a breaker between the TV and the Apple TV mm. where it was inter- intercepting the HDMI signal. It wasn't, it broke all kinds of functionality. So what I ended up getting was this Govee, G-O-V-E-E uh, lighting system that uses a camera that sits uh. about three inches out, out of the top of the television and, and watches the screen. And then it has an LED strip around the outside back of the television and two standing light bars that face the wall about 20 inches on either side of the television. And that has been amazing. Really? It, it's not, it's not distracting or anything. I always wondered. Oh, it's that. totally distracting. Um, <laughs> I, my ADHD, when I want stimulus, I want sound and I want my vision uh, saturated. Mm, and uh-huh. when I want that, the sound bar and the subwoofer and this entire wall of light is perfect for me. When there are times when I, I can't handle that. Like I, mm. I have moods um, and there are times where upstairs I, so the 65 inch TV was in our very small living room and it was <laughs> too big for that room. Yeah, uh, like our our couch is like maybe ten feet from the screen, and mm-hmm. sixty five inches is too much for a room that size. <laughs> um, um, it's eight feet at best. Um, so I moved that down to where I need the stimulation, and now we have like a, a reasonable, I think thirty five inch screen in that yeah. small living room where yes. Ellen and I can both watch a, a TV screen and not get headaches. Um, but, but in the basement, when I'm <laughs> in the mood that I need the <laughs> stimulus <laughs> overload, that 65 inch TV, a wall full of light that matches the TV screen and immersive sound is wow. amazing. It's amazing. Awesome. It's exactly yeah. what I need. There's a, a song by a band called Kite called Johnny Boy. And the video has a lot of flickering black and white. And this camera keeps up with the flickering to the extent where as the flickering happens on the TV screen, the entire wall flickers in perfect sync with it. And it is, it's like, if you've ever watched, like it's, if you slow down a film roll enough that you start to see the flicker, it's, it's that just full, it's full body. It's kind of amazing. That's super cool. I love it. I'm going to link I'm going to link the Govee system cuz it's actually cheaper than any of the HDMI intercept systems. Awesome. Um and and yeah. What what does it cost? Hold on. The entire system with the light bars is 150 bucks. Okay. For the whole thing. The yeah. TV will cost you more than that. But Right. For right. 150 bucks, anything from I think maybe a 55 to 65 inch TV is what it works with. And That's awesome. It, it'll it'll blow your mind. Uh, it sounds great. Yeah. All right. So we we got our one sponsor in. We got some mental health. We got some. We got some TV shit. We got some other stuff. Are we yeah. Are we done? I feel like we've done a really good job. I just slammed the rest of my coffee. I got. Ugh. I got energy for this. <laughs> I got energy to end this now. I got to go pick up my kids, man. It was a good show. Yeah. It was a good Brett and Jeff show. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Should I tell you to get some sleep? And should you tell me the same? I I feel like that's about to happen. Mm, Get some sleep. Get some sleep, Jeff. (laughs) The system is going down low.